Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello. <laughs> Hi, Steven. Hi. Who? Who are you? Hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> hey, Megan. Hi. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Graceland After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't already, go to YouTube.com slash TV and hit that subscribe. Also, go to iTunes, leave us five stars, and leave a comment, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Uh, while you're watching the show, you can go in the live chat, and I'm going to go ahead and be in the live chat with you guys. So join me, and uh, at the same token, you can tweet me live during the show at Steve Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And joining me... That was kind of cool. Oh, this is my, uh, I have the, it was an ad for the Graceland show that was oh, playing. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. Um, joining me. Is his lovely co-host, Stephanie Georgie. And you can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie. Don't tweet me during the show because my phone is on airplane mode. And also joining us for the first time Yay! on the Graceland After Show, we have Megan Stecker. Yay! Hi! You guys can tweet me at Megan Stecker. It's M-E-G-A-N-S-T-E-C-H-E-R. So if you've gotten sick of me and Stephanie Georgie, we have a little bit of a fresh perspective here. She binge-watched all three seasons in the past two and a half weeks. Yes. And she's super excited to talk about it, I hope. Yes. And fresh. Everything's fresh. Yeah. And Brandon tweeted me when I was like tweeting, like, oh, I'm obsessed. And I was like, oh, my God, this cast is the best. So I'm going to play a really quick game with Megan right now because she's oh so up to date on the characters because she's watched them. So we're going to play. Don't ask stupid USA Network questions. No, we're going to. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> if I ask a question that has an obvious answer, at least 3% of people will get it wrong, which we found out from the Graceland games. But this is the game. Okay. Is the character a dick or not a dick? <laughs> You're okay. Stupid. okay. So at this point in time, from everything you've watched until now, Briggs, dick or not a dick? <sighs> oh, I like this game. It always flip flops for me. I'm gonna say dick right now. Briggs dick. is a, Briggs is yeah. a dick right now. Okay. Um, let's go with Johnny. Johnny, dick or not a uh, dick? Not a dick. I love him. Okay. Uh, Paige. Page season two, dick. Season three, not a dick. Okay. I, I, I like that. I we like agree that. with that. Okay, Mike. A dick. <laughs> dick. I'm over him. This is goody two shoes. Dick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jake's. Not a dick. Not a dick. Yeah, I don't he's think a, anyone can think Jake's is a dick. Oh, what a sweetheart. Charlie. Oof. Dick. She's a tough girl. I love today when she grabbed that girl from the back of her hair. I'm going to say to you, sorry. You know, just she like. Him how to say, she's like, you don't know me, Antoine. I'm going to say season three, dick. Season but I didn't, dick. Used to, I didn't used to think. So one and two, not a dick. Season three, dick. Yeah. What about uh, Carlito? Oh, I love him. Dick. <laughs> Aaron Valdez, you heard it here first. And uh, Lucia. Oh, no, I love her. Not a dick. That was my girl. Jamie's everything. Oh, I my tweeted God. both of them today. I was like, I miss you and guys. La- last but not least, I got I to gotta give a shout out. Uh, Ari Adamian. He's awesome. He's <laughs> Little things that he throws in are maybe ad lib or just the way he's delivering the line. And the Sometimes, hilarious. right? Yeah. Because it's just too good. And it's it's so caters to who his character is. And, I mean, he is clearly this bad person, but I effing love him. He's hel- he just brings comedy to the role, which is not really a comedic oh, wait, role. And can we talk about your first note? R.I.P. We just want to say rest in peace, Tauros. We loved you. <laughs> I think you really have, you really like carry a torch for that man. I know. I was actually tempted throughout the week. I was like, I'm going to bring in a little framed photo of him, like with a rose in front. We can have our little Taurus memorial. And then I'll pour blood all over it because that's like apparently the style of the day right now. Gosh. But can I say, I thought it was weird that they poured the blood all over him and then they showed him again in another few seconds and there wasn't like dried blood all over him. Yeah, there was. 
Yeah, they no, showed no, no. his arm looked. Um, his arm didn't look very wet, but it was red because mm-hmm. the blood had dripped off and dried. Okay, yeah. right. I, and then I what they tell. had to do was collect the blood that was on the ground, right? And put pour it, in the it over him, yeah, so that they could pour it. They had to make sure make that it, they, it looked real. Yeah, but honestly, if somebody's gonna like add up how much blood is at the scene, they're obviously gonna know his handwriting and know that it's not yeah. like a real suicide note. Uh, right. Anyway, I mean. If that's the biggest problem the show's having, then that's a great thing. Guys, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 10, entitled The Master of Weak Ties, which is kind of what is... The title comes from what Charlie's going after. We're trying to take down Jermaine, but we're trying to take down his main money influencer, which is Mm -hmm. the guy who all of these underlings go through before it goes to Jermaine. So that's what they're attacking. But these are weapons dealers. Like, these are hardcore heavy stuff, which leads me to believe that uh, the Jake's and Charlie storyline might get tied to Vin and Mike with the sarin gas and things like that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's a weapons uh, deal and everything like that. How about, I can't, well, even though this goes towards the end, of, fine, I won't say it now. Or can I say it now? I mean, if we're just waxing poetic right now, we're not really getting into it, so go ahead. I just can't believe that Briggs straight up looked like an Odin. Like, how did he just Odin us all over again? Man, I freaking love him as Odin. I wish at the very end it's going to be like he was Odin all along. Like, uh, no, he is Odin. He, he is Odin. But well, we're I mean, saying, like, I right mean, like, now, oh, you mean really, like he's like, never he, been an agent? Like he's never been Briggs. He's always been playing us as the viewers. Oh, playing us. I don't no, think that's going to happen. No, because if we would have all the meetings and Logan and the federal government. That's why we know that he's not. But I'm just saying his whole thing with Goosty. Yeah. That oh, means the that that Goosty. started from. We don't even know how far back that started. Uh, do we want to just roll out some predictions really quick at the top of the show while it's fresh? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is, I guess we're doing it. This is an interesting episode because it ends off with such a what the hell? What the yeah, hell? It ends up with heck? such like a what the hell just happened moment that you're just like, I kind of just want to wonder for a second, like, what the hell just happened before we break down the episode because... Honestly, if you're watching this after show, I'd hope you'd just watch the episode because you mm-hmm. probably are in the same position as we are. Like, the yes. Hell? Well, here, here's the thing. It's it's exactly what you always say. Steven says that he likes the writing because they make it so that you know what's going to happen, and that's what gives you the anticipation. But some some way, um, somewhere along the line, it just switches up, and then we don't know. It's mm-hmm. because basically they have this this magic trick they're doing, right? Yeah. And they're showing you the magic trick, but all the while they're actually doing a magic trick it's with their illusion. feet, and you don't see it till the end. Exactly. Like they're just like this, and then randomly there's a third arm over here doing stuff that you don't realize. It's yeah. So they they do a really good job writing this show. Um, I'm sure if I go back and watch, there's somewhat of breadcrumbs right. along it, um, especially with Vin just randomly not wanting to deal with junkies when. Literally, he lives with Madison, right. and he didn't have any problem with her being a junkie, but now he doesn't want to work. He can't stand Mike because he's a junkie. Um, yeah, I think, of course, the rat is probably to test the sarin gas. Mm. Um, that's why he's bringing him mm-hmm. a rat. I would say that, of course, this is all Briggs set up. Because at first, when Mike calls that hotline, it's Briggs's voice. Oh, I didn't what? catch that. No, it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure. No, because Mike wouldn't, even if he was all junked up, he would have known that was Briggs' voice. It sounded like, it's. I don't remember because I haven't seen the episode in a few weeks. No, But it, it was either Briggs or it Charlie wasn't. or something. You're like, it sounded like a character's voice. I, no, no, no. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's a huge big picture going on here. And just like Briggs was in season one and Briggs was in season two, he's kind of the mastermind of all these things. And it's kind of interesting that. Briggs in this moment is the master of weak ties. Right. Briggs is the one who has ties with everyone at Graceland. Everyone's relationship with him is is at a different moment right now. Yes. And nobody's really strongly tied together, which is interesting because in the first episode of the season, it was Briggs at the at the campfire being like, This is what Graceland was yes. about, and I'm gonna be all about that until I just start doing stuff that's not about that, and then continuing down the rabbit hole of doing stuff that's not about that. But I think that Briggs is controlling and manipulating all these people without their knowledge together. Just mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. stay out of prison. I don't think so. It's bigger than that. You think that he's just getting involved? He's just becoming one of the gangsters or whatever? No, I think it's bigger than that. I think I think Graceland's at risk. Because mm. if you look at Logan and you look at how he got on this case and you look at these people, if Briggs found out something, like, what if 
there's a case file on all of the Gracelanders. Oh, what right. if Graceland is meant to be Bring the... Them down? No, what if Graceland's meant to be the scapegoats? Or they're going to just plan to use Graceland as the scapegoats for all these things, and he wants to bring them down before they can do it. Briggs has never been one to tell anyone the big plan in any right, of these right. seasons. So, a lot of the... Uh, a lot of what they've been saying in this episode and the last was like, I'll always get your back, Briggs. And then the moment Mike doesn't have your back, Mike's made an enemy and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of projected onto the audience at this moment. Because in the audience's shoes, you're looking at Briggs and you're thinking, like, what an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to play the dick or not dick game. Because <laughs> it's interesting to me that you would call Briggs a dick because from prior knowledge of this character... Everything he's done has always led to the betterment of Graceland, mm-hmm. even if it was self-serving. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, but this is where it gets confusing because that's exactly what Mike's line had to do with. You always make it seem like you've done this noble cause, but really you're doing it for yourself. That's the reason why I get into this place where I'm confused and then want to call Briggs a dick. Mm-hmm. No. I well, It's just like in season one for me, everybody worked together and season two and season three the problem is no one's really working together mm-hmm. and making everyone else aware of what they're doing the until whole, they need each other right and it's kind of like the whole team isn't on a case together anymore and Briggs is constantly has stuff in motion that he doesn't want to let everyone know about mm-hmm. so Mr. Goody Two Shoes Mike has been getting involved so much this season so it's screwing things up and right. I don't even know where we go from here it's too much well it's interesting because each each agent has single-handedly inserted themselves into Briggs's mission. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, he's asked for help, but they've really, like, kind of been the ones who wanted to get involved. Right. Um, Paige, she felt bad about what happened to Mike, so she wanted right. to be involved with the mission because nobody else wanted to work with her because she was very emotional. Okay, great. So she goes and works with Briggs Messes and gets up. in on this deep cover. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike's going through all the rehab thing. Mike's going through the drug thing with the sarin gas and whatever it is. So to get him out of it, Briggs works with Vin and probably pretends to be the guy on the phone, or maybe Briggs was the guy on the phone from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um and gets Mike out of the drugs, so now Mike will work with Briggs. Right. Um, let's look at Johnny. Okay, Johnny's had this whole thing with Lucia and all this kind of stuff, and then Paige screws up Johnny's cover in that thing, so Briggs is like, okay, well, how do I make Johnny work for me? Well, Johnny came to me because he's concerned about Mike, but then I kind of make him feel like he's useful, so I put him in. He, everyone from Graceland is slowly becoming involved in Briggs's. Mm-hmm. case. Yes. And it takes Jake's for you to realize that when Jake's calls him out and is like seriously you have everyone involved in your stuff and we don't have time for our stuff and I'm over here I'm doing flights every single day and now you want money and previously in the episode we have Jermaine telling him if I find you skimming off I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So now Briggs wants him to skim off millions of dollars for Briggs to have a getaway. Mm-hmm. So it is very self-serving and a lot of people are going to get hurt, but I feel like we're going to find out just like we are the Mike in this situation of last episode. Yes, yes. We are Mike of last episode thinking that Briggs is doing something really bad and we need to pull out now and we need to not support Briggs yeah. right now. Because if we, if we, if we but trust him. we don't him, see the bigger picture yet. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, whatever. Let's start with the first storyline. All right. So that's our end of predictions. Uh, I'll give a shout out. <laughs> I know, right? Let me give some shout-outs here real quick. Shout-out to uh, LLHS Dance 2017. Um, Paige isn't... Isn't Paige always emotional and screws things up? I think... (laughs) Thank you, Mackenzie. I I think she is, but I think they've been steering her character away, and we'll get towards who I think the new Paige is. Uh, Peggy Sturgis says uh, she's excited to talk to us about it, and Grace Lane Agents, of course, join the conversation. And David B., David F. Baldwin says, Briggs, Briggs, Briggs. I never saw that one coming. Briggs starting a gang war is the least of our worries. Interesting. Raxi in the chat, Briggs is a master puppetmaster, and Kelly Marie says, no, I don't think so at all. I think he's going to talk big and talking... He's going big and taking everyone down and trying to protect the house. Exactly. I agree mm-hmm. with that. I think he's starting to start a gang war, so everyone will be wiped out at the same time. Okay. Um, also, a point I forgot to make when I was trying to do with... He brings Johnny in. 
they beat the crap out of Johnny. If they don't let Johnny join, Johnny's going to want revenge, which and then puts him onto Briggs' side to get revenge. No, on. I think that the second that Johnny came into the room and spoke to him, Briggs was just doing his studying of maps, and Johnny has this where he's always the one that that works as the cholo or the you know whatever because he knows these areas. I think that the second he looked down, then he looked back from Johnny having left and thought, okay, now I know how I can use him. And then that's why he's using him. He's like, he brought him over there. And then to mention the whole girl thing, I don't know if he uses it as, I feel like the way he used it with Ari and the way he used it with Johnny was a way of it being just kind of this natural thing, like a guy thing, like a testosterone. Like, no, oh, it is a guy thing. thing. You know what I'm saying? It is just a guy to, thing. Just to kind of get their heads out and be like, ah, you, you dog, you. <laughs> but he's, he's manipulating Johnny directly through doing that. Yes, exactly. He's doing it because of Lucia and he knows that Johnny can relate to that. And it's like, oh, I slept mm-hmm. with somebody on the case, but oh, mm-hmm. Briggs is doing it too. So yeah. it's, so I have a bond there. I have a connection wait, real quick, there. Briggs was getting it. That scene. <laughs> I mean, no. wait, we were all saying like we don't think there's been anything like oh, that. Like, crazy has anyone rough, been right? hitting it like that? No. Get I it, mean, Briggs. she still had her clothes on. So I know, yeah, but like, this is hot. not love making. Like we've seen a little love making. Yeah, this right. is like this is, love, this this is getting it in. <laughs> Guys, this is like at, for those of you watching right now. Look at my mouth. They were. That's what they were doing. Yes. So. um... <laughs> Hi, Megan. Welcome to the Graceland episode. This is a great show. <laughs> this this was baby mama just tells you your baby died a second time. Let's go get laid. Kind oh, of sex. my god, really scene. <laughs> First of all, it might have been that because I feel like the second we saw Briggs at the bar, I was thinking to myself, it's so great how, you know, even through all of this, they do just need to go to the bar and get a drink sometimes. But half the time they can do that. It has to do with work. And the second I finished that thought... This, the camera angle changed and we see the girl and I was like oh you see for work again and then he was looking at her and I feel like he was just observing but because she turned around and I after the crap out of him he was like oh well maybe I'll hit it everything Briggs does has a reason exactly True. So then, exactly. I don't think so it, was. it had nothing to do with Charlie it, had, it, no- helped. it had nothing to do with Briggs wanting to get laid either it yeah. had nothing to do with it. That's true. He mm-hmm. wanted to get caught. He yeah. made you the see, noise. He could do it quick, and Paige couldn't do it with Taro's. No, Briggs had so much time to get out that window. Honestly, yeah, he, he waited in the window for the guy to see his yes. face because he knew as soon as the guy would see his face, he could leave. Especially and then when he would meet with Ari, he would see Briggs there. Mm-hmm. Briggs is intentionally setting all this up. That's why he targeted that guy. And was he because didn't it was try to girl. hide it right away. No, he was like, "Oh, sorry, man, that was a misunderstanding." Like, quick. No, yeah, it's just some puts. It's just, ah! some puts. just some puts. Who called her thirsty? Was that your <laughs> I, she was thirsty. Like, Shh, thirsty. thirsty. It's like, okay. <laughs> we both need to see what we're both thinking. Okay, if a guy's at a bar and he's at a bar just like staring at a girl. And, and she stares back? And she stares back like in a good way and not like, why the hell is this guy staring <laughs> right. at me and hasn't like talked to me she yet? She thirsty. She thirsty. Okay, so <laughs> let's go ahead and start at the beginning of the episode. We have a montage. Ari's being tattooed and initiated in the church and Taurus is dead. They're cleaning the blood up. Mike hands Paige the razor, which is kind of interesting. Wow. He's handing her the murder weapon. Yeah. And uh, we they're cutting back and forth between this and tatting Ari, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It would suck to go through those tattoos in one session, but I guess that's what you got to do to get to the top. Yes. Briggs plants Taurus's body on Ari's couch to make it look like a suicide, uh, pours the blood all over him, and leaves a suicide note. So, this I feel like was let's move on so we don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Um, oh, I just had an idea. What if Briggs framed Ari and Ari doesn't even know about it yet for Taurus's suicide? But the family care? Maybe. <clears throat> Meaning, like, something that has to do with the letter? Something has to do with the note, or, like, a fingerprint on the note, or something? Um, possibly, or just the fact that he did it in, on the couch, because that's Ari's place. Yeah. That's so, his little place of business. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's just a thought to throw out there. They like yeah. to bring things back like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we get back to Graceland, and Mike is pissed off at breaks. Mike is saying, uh, he's yelling at him, he's like, you cleaned up this mess that we could have gone off as self-defense with Paige, mm-hmm. we could have gone through the law, it would have been fine, but no, we're dumping a body because you want to keep your cover because you want to take these guys down from the inside, even though we could already take them down right now on this. Right. And uh, Briggs brings up the sarin gas and is like, no, I had your back on this, so what? You're just going to just gonna do it? Mm-hmm. Every time... Oh That's my why God. Briggs looks like... Oh, God, he just... He, <laughs> what did you just think? <laughs> it's terrible when I'm like... He I just saw... Talk the, to myself. I know. What? 
Briggs had always planned on Mike getting addicted to the drugs. I think so also. Because if you really think about it, if Briggs's plan was to take down this entire organization or whatever like that, and he needed to use all the people in Graceland, he needed something on Mike to completely dismantle every argument Mike could have. Last week it was the drugs. It was the or you're not com- even dismantle, but have him just not focus on what Briggs was doing. Or he had him off of his ass. Discredit, yes. discredit him to everyone else in the house. Yeah. He has the sarin gas, discredits Mike's argument to everyone in the house. He has, you were on drugs, Mike, discredits him to everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. You just got shot, Mike, discredits him to everyone in the house. So if you really well, think about the position that Mike is in, if it's caused by Briggs, it's because Briggs knows that from season two and season one, Briggs knows that Mike is the only person who can see through what he's actually doing, and he doesn't want him seeing through it right now. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, because everyone has gone off the wagon for like a second. Yeah. Johnny did, Paige did, Charlie did, with the exception of Jake's, but Jake's kind of did, but that had nothing to do with work. That had everything to do with his personal, personal life. Yeah. So, moving forward, we go to uh, we go to Ari. We're covering Briggs first, just a heads yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go to Ari. He's in the bathroom talking about how beautiful the ceremony was mm-hmm. and all that, and Briggs tells him that Logan's dead. He says that, yeah, I dumped that body off of a pier. You know, you're not going to see him again. And Ari believes the suicide note. And then he mentions that the kidney that saved Tavon Adamian's life is now killing him. Yeah. What? What's that? It's I already funny, guy. It's, it's, what do you say? It's ironic and sad. It's <laughs> ironic and sad, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ari's so good. And Ari uh, shows everyone Briggs. tweet Ari and be like, Ari, we want you on the AfterBuzz TV after show. Reese Coiro, R H Y S C O I R O. Yeah, we phenomenal need actor. He was. If you get a chance to watch Lilyhammer, he's great in that too. Season three, I believe, of Lilyhammer. Um. So Ari has a map of all the gangsters in the county, and to pay their respects, they're all going to do this meet and greet. They all want to shake hands with the new guy. So that's what's going on. So he tells Briggs that he has to memorize all these people, and this is when Briggs Which takes- is kind of crazy. Loki, do you think that that's kind of real now? Yes. I don't think it all happens like... No, oh. like in 2015. Yes. Oh, yes, but I don't think it happens like we saw it on the show. It's no, like I, a, gr- a group of gangsters shuffles out. We bring us a Dunkin' Donuts next- to say, welcome to the new It's like, oh, the next your next gang is here within 30 seconds. Right, like, that's true. Yeah. It's all like, have, like appointments. I, you see, that, that's a trip. Like, there's a version of the Sarkissians and Ian's of the Middle East or whatever, and then your Batos, obviously, Isale, and everything else. I, find, I think it's more of a, if people... Are going to respect anyone? They need to know who they are, and people. It's not even a respect thing. It's more that everyone who's going there to meet Ari is sizing them up. Yeah, right. There's a changing of the guard. They have to know who's running things now. Mm -hmm. Like, are we going to do business with them, or are they on our crazy list? Right. So uh, he takes this picture of the Los Hot Vato or Mm -hmm. whatever the girl name is. I don't know from the same Eva. Eva is that her name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pay attention. I didn't remember that. It was when he opened the door and she was like. He was like, I-, I pay rent! And he's like, whatever, something, something, Eva. And then he says Eva. Oh, yeah, oh. I forgot her name amidst the uh, being Eva. pounded from behind. Um, he's watching the girl, and now he's having sex with her, is basically how my notes were. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened that fast. Somebody's at the door, tells the guy to go home, he rushes in, starts shooting, and Briggs gets away. Uh, back to Ari and Briggs in the bar. Ari is talking to Ari and uh, Briggs. They're all talking. And he says, you spend years getting to top, then you got to bend down and kiss their ass. <laughs> and he's like, there's some great lines from Ari in this scene. Mm-hmm. Blacks and blue, tr- buying guns to kill the blacks and reds. <laughs> then there's the the Koreans and the Chinese just trying to kill each other, and the, Mexicans, the Mexicans and the Salvadorians. What's the difference? Is there a difference between the two? And then the guy from last night comes in and pulls his gun. He's pissed. Briggs is like, it's just some puts, man. Javi, Javi. And then Ari's just laughing his ass off. And Briggs is like, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he had sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, and it makes it happy because it's one of those territorial things. It's like, good. You just had sex with his girlfriend. He can't do anything. He's got Mm -hmm. got his balls in his vice. Yeah. Um, Then we get the scene between Johnny and Briggs. Johnny's really opening up this episode just in time to get his ass kicked. Um, as so, far as opening up to whom? Opening up, just period. He he talks to Briz, he talks to Briggs, and he's just like, man, I just, 
thanks for being a friend again. Like, I want to be here to help you. I want to have your back. And don't blame Mike for this. Like, you can't really blame him for this kind of stuff. And if, then we if get, it was real, by the way, I feel like Briggs's character has like a pattern now. If he's being sincere, he has something to say in response. And if he has his own agenda, he just keeps it short and quick because I feel like mm-hmm. he, it's his way of not feeling guilty for it. Because he does have that. I mean, I think he does at the end of the day have the conscience, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think whenever it's legit and it's you're talking to the real Briggs in real time, and he and almost it's has personal, like this metaphor and analogy to come after it. It's like Buddha Zen master, yes. like blah blah blah. I have all the time in the world to talk, and as soon as it's, I need to cover up what I'm really doing mm-hmm. here because yeah. it, because no you're problem. safer that way. Yeah, it's like nothing's going on here. I gotta go. See you later. Yep. The only time Briggs is real in this episode is when Charlie tells him about the baby. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's the, yes. It. It's the only time Briggs is Briggs. Um, all the rest of the time, he's basically Odin dressed as an agent. Yeah. Uh, so, because we're on the topic of Johnny and his story is not that long, I'll intersperse it with Briggs and timeliness because it kind of makes Go sense. Go ahead. Uh, so, ba- Briggs decides to let Johnny know, hey, you know, you could do this uh, this boxer thing. You could get close to this guy that, you know, wants to kill me. I want to know if they're going to attack. And he's putting Johnny in a very precarious position just because Briggs wants to have basically a whistleblower over there in case mm-hmm. they decide that they're going to go after him and Ari. So he tells him and Johnny goes to Paige and Paige is looking damn fine. Whew. We want her body. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying I wanted her body as I was eating chocolate cake. <laughs> That's actually a true story. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> Yoga pants are God's gift to man. Uh, so I gotta get- they're they're kind of. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. Oh, like okay. that, that, fit, that fit level of hers. So girl, you you there? Don't worry about it. Looking good. So Look Johnny's healthy. punching the bag and he gives Paige a shot and she's she's doing it and she's just off mm-hmm. and he can tell that she's off and he's like, let me tell you about Sid. Yeah. So it's interesting that Johnny's opening up to Paige as well because. He's always been the one who wants to help everyone in the house because he doesn't understand the political stuff that's going on. Right. Like, he really just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. He thinks that everything's fine still with everyone. Everyone just... He, he still has a sense of naiveness. Yeah, he's got him. lots of naivety. Um, and she says, we're not supposed to be executioners. And he talks about the idea of Graceland. Mm-hmm. And this is a really interesting scene because he says, the idea of Graceland is to have people who have to be, be friends with people. They have to be friends, laugh, and then completely betray them and ruin their lives. Right. And then Graceland is there so you can come home to good people so you don't feel like you're ruining everyone's life. But what if Graceland doesn't have good people in it? Right. Mm-hmm. So this is... Every season I feel like they're just like, how will Graceland fall apart emotionally? <laughs> how will we put Graceland back together emotionally? <laughs> Season 1, Episode 1, it's all good. Season 1, Episode 13, everything's terrible. Season 2, Episode 1, what, everything's what's that terrible. What's name that rolls her eyes with me? Natalie. Natalie, roll your eyes right yeah, now. Yeah, seriously. Oh, hey. Keep going. Steve. Rolling your eyes with me? But, I mean, really, though, Season 3, Episode 1, I know, everything's peachy. Yes. Yeah. All right, so back to uh, Johnny's practicing. Steven has these really, like, rants of, like, jokes and stuff that he does sometimes, and then we just have to wait. That's it. <laughs> Patiently. But wait, I have to say, I don't think Johnny's naive anymore. I think he grew well, up learning, and, because learning. I thought he was the naive, fun-loving. He always wants his buddies around. He got really upset in season two when everybody wasn't, like, around for him. He was the only one with something not to do. Yes. Then he went undercover for so long, and the case was finally closed, and I feel like it made him After grow Lucia. up because yeah. he did kill Sid and because he, he did... Lost Lucia. Yeah, all of Lucia! That. I don't no. feel like he's the naive one anymore. I really don't. I think he's catching up. I don't want to say he's there yet, but he's catching up. Mm-hmm. He strikes me as the youngest one with the least experience, but right. I don't feel like he's naive anymore. Right. Okay. <laughs> Kelly, Mar- like, oh, Kelly Murray okay. says because Johnny is bae. Johnny <laughs> is bae! Johnny is my bae! <laughs> I wish. So, Johnny's at the gym. He's like, I'm Johnny. I'm from Long Beach. Really good cover because you're literally... Because you're literally from Long Beach. Yeah, and your character's name is literally Johnny. Uh, <laughs> but they they said that in season one. They're like, just use the normal name. like Because it's, it's less of a slip-up. too hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, says he did a dime for being for armed robbery, ran with Asamundo, and he'll take whatever job you got. 
He tells him to get lost, says if he wins, he'll walk. If he loses, they got business. Mm -hmm. If the guy loses, they got business. So he says, all right. So they start fighting, crowd starts gathering, and Johnny knocks him the F out. But instead of being a stand-up guy like we all knew he would be, he says, leave before I kill you. Mm -hmm. So Johnny gets out of the ring and walks back to the showers. Mm -hmm. Next time we see uh, Johnny, I'll go ahead and wrap up Johnny real quick, is him in the showers and like, I told you to leave. I thought you was talking about the ring, man. It's like, oh, look, yeah, man. You're just a bitch. Yeah, he called him a bitch. He wanted he to get called him a pumped. bitch, yeah. yeah, basically. Well, anyway, they all have their plan. Johnny's brave, though, because that was a grip of those guys there. Ow. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's one of those, that's how you get respect from them. You get a beating, and then he'll be in with them afterwards. Which is stupid, because really, I thought that he would set it up so that they would initiate him because that's how you get initiated into a gang is getting your ass beat by everyone but there was no initiation there was just giving him a warning well that's MS-13 I don't know if that's every gang I mean, Wait, did you just say, that's just what? That's MS-13. What's MS-13? It's a gang. It's no, the, that's a lot of gangs. A <laughs> lot of gangs? Yeah, growing up, the, all the gangs around my neighborhood were that way. Oh, because I know MS-13 was something like the initiation is they beat the living shoot out of Most you. Most gangs, and you get jumped in and you on, get jumped out. They piss on you and they like do terrible things to you and then you can't like take a shower for a week afterwards and then after that you are well, but for most gangs game. you get jumped in and you get jumped out that's how it works a lot of times when you get jumped out you don't even like survive it yeah so barely ever I think Danny Trejo was one of the people who survived it who Danny Trejo who's that actor famous actor Machete oh um yeah. so they're beating the crap out of him and then we see him curled up on the floor getting the crowd kicked him uh when we're in the when he's walking towards the shower it seems like somebody walks out of their office to watch for a second and then goes back in their office i feel like that person's probably who we're gonna find out stops them from beating his ass next episode it seems like it's probably the uh the mother it seems like it's probably Mm -hmm. like a mother figure female yeah yeah like a mother figure oh oh, when they when with the in the nurse's outfit she was wearing scrubs was she? she was? I thought it was floral. It was floral, but there were scrubs. Oh, okay, you can tell by the cut. Then, okay. yeah, I feel like she's the mother figure of the guy who's beating the crap out of him, or okay. having him beat the crap out of him, and I think she's going to stop it and call the guy a bitch and be like, you guys won fair, he won fair and square, and mm-hmm. you're going to do this to him. Like, So I feel like that's how the fight's going to stop. But back to Briggs, the next thing we get, really, is the Jakes and Briggs scene, where Briggs is asking for enough money to get away, and Jakes is like, yeah, that might be a good idea. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Jakes and Briggs are not really. They're terms. always, yeah, they're always like that. But that's just because one with Jakes, he doesn't let Briggs doesn't. No one can get to Jakes. You know how like they, you can get to Mike if you say the right things or do the right things, and then they just get all like upset and emotional. The same thing with Johnny. Johnny will get super butthurt about things. All of them are except for Jakes. You can't get Jakes mad unless you mention something about his, his kid. kid. Then he'll get mad, but more like he'll just beat the shit out of you rather than be like all whiny about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he took the murder in the living room a little personal, which I, Jakes? I don't know. Am I missing something there? No, because it was unnecessary, and they had they been there, and then it was like another cleanup. Wait, did Jake's know about the murder in the living room? Yeah, that's why he was pissed at Briggs. Right? So that's, yeah, like well, it's because it was because he found land. out. He found out. Nobody told him. He found out. Oh, he walks right. in, talks to Charlie. Mm-hmm. Or is it Charlie? Yeah. It talks right? to Charlie. So be like, oh yeah, someone got like And like, yeah, what happened in the place? The and then he cuts already. to yelling at Briggs. And he's pissed because Briggs put Paige, after Jake said that Paige shouldn't be doing things, Briggs put Paige okay. in that position Again. to get hurt. And she ended up having to kill a guy to prevent herself from being hurt, mm-hmm. which Jake's is not happy about. But even then, like, you come home from like multiple flights to right. Miami, you find out that. The the local crime boss has been murdered in your living room. You're right. probably not going to be too happy about it, right? Because it has been a pretty safe place up until. That's that. what I'm saying. You know, it's like more and more things that happen in Graceland. It's like that's not okay because, like yeah, you said, the more, they need to be able to go back somewhere. The bigger it's getting Bri- sloppy. The bigger the picture Briggs starts painting is, the closer people get to Graceland. Sid Markham at the end right? of season mm-hmm. two. We thought season three would be a cat and mouse game between Graceland and Sid Markham because he was in Graceland. He was going to take them down one by one. But I feel like the writers felt like that would be too much of a 
storyline that's been done before, and that's right. why they killed him off. Mm-hmm. But that was the original prediction for what season three would be about. So, yeah, who's going to find out where Graceland is now? Like, who's going to be in danger because of what Briggs is doing now? Because he's going to end up inevitably destroying Graceland trying to save it. Hmm. Which he almost did in season one, too, with Odin and all that jazz. So, it's really, how much more can we inflate this character's storyline before it destroys everything else? Crap. Um, so, let's go into Mike. Uh... Bum-ba-dum. Here's the thing with Mike. So, <clears throat> we are introduced to Mike Warren at the beginning of season one as this guy who, before him, it was Briggs, the top of his class. He's very witty. His grandfather was in the FBI. Remember that photo that he used to always look at because his grandpa used to take a picture? Remember? Mm-hmm. So, we know that he's ahead of the game as far as critical thinking goes when it comes to all these cases and the way people are acting. But my thing here is that after the whole drug issue and how something like, honestly, when I saw those papers, I thought that, and I feel like even even if I was drugged up and I saw those f- birds, I would have thought, man, who's playing me right now? That was just too much of a coincidence, you know? And that I never stuff, saw like, it coming. No, no. I just I, I thought I it bought like, it. You know, but, but specifically the, for, the the way that the birds were shaped, it, it looked like a copy and a paste. So that's what oh. gets me frustrated. So when Mike is trying to attack Briggs, or when he's trying to get underneath everything, it's okay. But I don't like when he's so vocal about it because I feel like you need to find out more before everyone just starts getting annoyed mm-hmm. of you because you're the wolf who cried, or you're the boy who cried wolf. Yes, you. yes. Thank you. No, you're right. He should shut up for two episodes while he does some <laughs> research. Because he's every week he's like, you guys, look at Briggs right now. He's something going on. Look and, at him. Look at him. And they're backing, look at what he said. And they're backing up Briggs. You guys. I mean, both um, Paige and Johnny tonight were like, Mike, shut up. Yes. We're, we're standing with Briggs. Shut yes. up, your face. <laughs> shut up. He's like, He's the little tattletale kid at school, and it's so annoying. It's yeah. like they don't—they don't know that he was Odin and all that kind of stuff. Only a few people do, so they can't really—they don't know what Mike is basing all of his previous mm-hmm. comments right. and suspicions on. It's like they don't know Briggs. They get Mike, right. who's the newest from, one from in the, the house. Get go had it on lock. Yeah, Jake's and Mike are really the only people who know Briggs as well mm-hmm. as each other. Charlie. Maybe a little bit, but she still seemed surprised last episode or last season with the tape and all that. So, yeah, this character, it's like, it's like if somebody five years ago walked into a subway and started screaming about Jared from Subway being a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's one of those things where people have been like, what the hell are you talking about? He may have known, but it wasn't common knowledge right there. Mm-hmm. Screaming about Briggs trying to have this huge master plan, they just don't know that Briggs is capable of that because mm-hmm. they haven't really found out that he's been doing it all along. Right. So it's really kind of interesting. If you guys are liking Graceland so far and you like good crime dramas on TV, you guys should also check out Public Morals on TV on uh, TNT. Uh, it's set in New York City in the 1960s when prostitution, legal gambling, and after-hours clubs were a yeah. huge part of the scene. It was called Fun City since everyone was having a good time and no one was getting hurt. Well, the gangsters were making money and the cops were taking a cut. Enter the Public Morals Division. They were the city's landlords and if you wanted to be in business, you had to pay their rent. But the younger generation of mobsters was coming of age, and these guys wanted more money, more power, and of course, like Arya Damien in Graceland, more respect. The line that separated the good guys from the bad guys was about to snap, and it's New York life like you've never seen it in a story that's never been told. From the creators, Edward Burns, watch the first four episodes of Public Morals from TNT on demand right now, online. Check it out, or you can do it uh, on the TV on demand as well. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It looks like it's going to be a good show. It starts uh, airing tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after Graceland, you can make that whole your your crime drama block. Check it out. And, uh, you know, tweet at us. Let, let us know what you think. We're actually doing an after show for it at 9 tonight. So you oh. guys should watch that, too. Um, so Mike's storyline is kind of annoying. As usual. <laughs> it, yeah. it, kind of, it went from, like, Bible thumper Christian interesting to... Better, holier than thou, annoying, you should go to rehab. Yeah, I just hope that his dream sequence somehow actually comes into play with what's going on with him 
and like and this whole storyline mm-hmm. because otherwise it would have just been a waste of time or you know what I'm saying we just focused so much on all of that it would be a waste to have it not play into anything yeah what was that number 47 exactly 47, 47 what <laughs> oh my god Oh, Steve figured it out. He Here figured we go. it out. What's an, okay? I'm What's so happening, done, guys? What's He's happening? So done. What's happening? Done. What are you thinking? Briggs is the guy on the other side of the phone. Are you sure? Yes. When he called the hotline? No, I don't oh. even mean that. Briggs is the guy on the other side of Vin's phone. Oh. Because Briggs knew all of the things that Mike was looking for meaning behind. He made an obvious weapons when deal. When he was and doing his research and everything he made from the beginning. Obvious weapons deal with those numbers. Using and those screen names. With those screen names and those numbers. Mike looks into it, finds out Vin, a mysterious cell phone. Oh, look, Serengas. kid. Oh. Briggs Why is behind they? it all along. <laughs> so... So he was doing this to Mike to keep Mike occupied. Yeah, I think to get out of, out of occupied his mess. and or like there. Yeah, I want to say to keep him occupied. I really do because he knew how invested he was in his in his dreams that he wasn't paying attention to anything else. It had to have been that because uh, the only other reason why he would throw him off that much is no, I don't know. Well, this don't is know. all true. He almost killed Mike. Right. Yes. A second time. Or yeah. No, wait, Paige almost killed him the first time, right? Was That's so frustrating. Paige gave him the name. Briggs almost killed him this time. If Briggs is the one that got him hooked. Ugh. I don't think Briggs was the one who got him hooked intentionally. Well, I think Mike was already going no, towards that. No, I think he that. played on it. I think that he saw what was happening. Briggs has been there before. You know, anyone who's into it, you know, and he died. And so he took advantage of the, the trauma if you will. And that's the reason why he would get hooked. And then because he got hooked, Briggs being smart, playing at his head, I feel like now Mike, after figuring out the birth thing, he might start figuring out everything else. Because really, Briggs had it all in his hand with that journal. He's like, here's the manual to F me up in the head, Briggs. Great! I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that everything Briggs did to Mike was for Mike's sake. I hope so. And we're only going to find that out later once it comes to a head with Briggs, and Briggs needs Mike to finally just stop being Mike. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike was getting addicted to pain pills and getting so caught up in his book, in his notebook, trying to find meaning. That what do you do with somebody who's trying to find meaning? You need to give them meaning. So right. Briggs made the weapons deal. Okay. The weapons deal unfortunately led Mike to a place where he could be doing more and more drugs. Okay, how do we get Mike off drugs? Let's do the rehab cards. So then maybe he, so maybe it backfired a little bit, and then it was Briggs just trying to clean it up. Like yeah. His intentions was just to get him a little bit off of it. So his intentions in manipulating Mike were probably to help Mike. It's just at this point in time, everything looks so bad right. that if he told Mike that right now, now of course. he wouldn't even believe him. Exactly. I mean, Briggs could really be needing and wanting Mike's help on this. I'm sure, but, but, you but can't, Mike is not willing to do it because he's so invested in his own mind yeah, games. And you can't, tell, you can't tell a drug addict about this major, gigantic mission if they're so caught up on something else. Right. You can't tell Mike, who's so caught up on something else about this gigantic thing, because they won't see big picture. They'll be looking mm-hmm. for symbols in a stupid little thing right. while they should be looking for something else. Exactly. We see that when Mike was sitting at that damn big wooden box while somebody's shooting at him and he's counting freaking chickens. chickens. So we can see that Mike was not in a stable place. Briggs has been single-handedly trying to lead him out <laughs> of being in a bad place where he couldn't be an agent. I'm going to run with this one, man. High yeah, five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just raising the roof really awkwardly. No, but it... Briggs yes. has been on Mike's side from the beginning. He's been trying to make him back into an Eureka, agent. Eureka, we've got it! I'm on the fence. We'll see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I like this. I feel like I kind of want to agree with it. And we'll see what happens. I mean, to be perfectly honest, there's no way Briggs would let Mike run with something, allowing somebody like Vin to have a canister of sarin gas. And you know what? When Briggs walks into that room to grab the canister, mm-hmm. he's not worried about it being cracked or anything. Exactly. He's not worried at all. He walks in, just picks it, it up, and leaves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hell, even even the drug dealers who jacked them could have been Briggs setting it up. Oh, the meth heads. Yeah, the meth heads, because they mention Odin. All of that. 
All of that could have been half right. set up by Vin. Because Vin says, I even He's like, did, I, he could have promised them some Odin. But Vin even said, I even got shot for you, like you told me. I even got shot. Yeah. Oh, so it's from then. Oh, son of a biscuit eater. Briggs wasn't worried about getting shot at all walking in there. He walked right. in, grabbed it, left. Like, really, everything that we've seen that has to do with Mike has been Briggs pulling the puppet strings to try to get Mike to be an agent again. Hmm. Big brother playing big brother. I don't know. I think we'll find out in the next few episodes. I think we, only so. have, we only have three left this season, so that's exciting. I think that really covers Mike's storyline. Mm-hmm. He gets back with Vin. They go to Madison. He's trying to convince Madison, but then he gets Charlie, and Charlie convinces Madison, kind of by bringing her to a hospital where the kid has the amputated leg, and she talks about, like, uh, how Stop you know hitting yourself. Life's like not fair. Yes, exactly. The the talk that every child should get at age of fifteen is that life is not fair, right. and if you don't get it, your kid will be fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so life's not fair. Then she goes to back to her apartment. They clean it up. She throws away the morphine herself, and then they do the biggest mistake you can ever do as somebody who wants to get into recovery. You let them go themselves. Yeah. You walk them to the door, and they walk through the door, and you watch them walk through the door. You do not let them call a cab to go to rehab. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's a trick in the book. She's not making it to rehab. (laughs) Well, it's because what you feel when you're going through withdrawal... You will second guess yourself every step of the way. You will feel one it's scary. Yeah. One second you'll be like, I really want to get clean. The next second you're like, Oh, I don't oh care. this is going to be really bad. This is going to mm-hmm. be really bad. I could, I just really need a hit. I'll be fine if I get one more hit. Like you can't. Or you know what? Why don't I just make it all disappear? Yeah, it's a flip flop. It's a flip flop. The next I'm time we see Madison, she's dead. Yeah. The next 100%. time we see Madison, she's dead. It's unfortunate, but yeah. I think that's. I think that's going to happen because they showed the good side of her. It's going to be more Mike Briggs tension. A little Hmm. bit, but I feel like that's just Mike. Mike's going to blame himself for that. Oh, goodness. Okay, so on to to Charlie's storyline. Charlie's storyline is basically she's working with Jake. She is getting... Okay, Charlie's the one who I was saying is like Paige last season. Mm-hmm. Charlie's getting super emotional. Of course, Paige is about a random girl, and this is about Charlie's daughter, so it's a little bit more understandable. Fine. But still, Charlie's getting super emotional, and she's putting Jake's in a really bad spot. He's moving things along faster than he wanted to with Jermaine, and it's forcing him to take more chances, which he asks Jermaine, I know I wanted you to get the outside the States. I know I wanted that. But you know what? How would your people feel? Would they feel comfortable if it's just some punk-ass bitch who's filling walls with money? Or would they feel comfortable if I'm standing next to you and you introduce me to all your guys so they understand that their investment is being taken care of by Jermaine? Right. And Jermaine finally concedes. It seems like every time Jakes has gone out on a gamble with Jermaine, he succeeds. So I'm waiting for that one time that it doesn't work, and he ends up in hot water. Because... Hmm. Briggs is putting people in bad positions. Charlie's also putting people in bad positions. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let's just hope that let's have faith in Jake's and not we don't even have to deal with that. We're allowed to have one person who's just good at it the whole way. Yeah, I think I think Jake's is good. I really, uh, I'm really hoping that this doesn't turn out wrong, but Me I too. feel like it will. But I don't think he'll. I don't think he's at any risk of dying. Right. Well, I just see everyone else's storyline getting more effed up than Jake's is because I feel like he knows what he's the only reason why it would get messed up is if Charlie does something stupid in like in that whole case because I don't I mean he's he's watching his back he's doing the steps I mean I know that that doesn't guarantee anything but I don't know we'll see how Charlie starts acting I hope she just starts to fall back because I know how I get it that it's horrible that something like that happens to you and you lose that but it's the more we see it wasn't her fault at the end of the day the more we see Jake's uh, helping people out the more it puts him at risk yeah. And I feel like I can see... Oh, and let's talk about ATF with Charlie. She went to talk to the ATF agent mm-hmm. about getting Jermaine, and she says, look, I don't have to do anything for you, all right? We're using this guy for our means, and he's off the table. Go away. Yeah. Basically. Which I think is just so funny. Like, she's... Char- what are you doing acting like a gangster? What is, what is so important about your revenge? Damn, That's my whole good issue with them, gangster. is that if you're going to be an agent, if you're going to be on the good side of the law, then revenge should not be a part of your vocabulary, because that is something ignorant that every other gangster and bad person in the world won't ever get rid of, you know? They hold on to that revenge. They want to avenge something or whatever. That's just the stupid. That's how people die. Yep. That's a good point. I think that I think we either see Charlie or Jake's going to prison at the end of the season. <gasps> That's a bold 
prediction. Putting a Graceland, putting a Graceland agent in prison because we get that powerful line to Jake's from Briggs that says, "I am not going to jail, Jake's." Right. And I feel like the only thing that could snap Briggs out of what he's doing and how it kind of affects other people is if Jake's ends up in a position where Jake's goes to jail because of everything he's doing for Charlie and Briggs. <laughs> And then if we have an agent in jail, we can bring back Bello and we or can bring Charlie back Eric Valdez. And her and Amber just bust out together. Ooh. Well, let's just hope nobody's sending Jake's a frog by the end of this. But at least you don't. Right. At least Aww. you can still get a frog if you're not dead. Um, just like Charlie's dad. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Jake's storyline. It's basically we just got crumbs this episode. We didn't really get mm. anything. But they're big. rushing it. And what was the last time they said like we're, we're rushing it because they were making mistakes? Uh, it was something. I think it was all the way back in season two. I know you're super fresh. Yeah. Oh, I just they were like we're rushing it because right. something happened where like mistakes were being made and they were like we're rushing it, but we're making progress, but we're rushing it. And it was I like, think it was the it was the the girls in Florida. No, 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 Amber uh, and Charlie. Um, no, with Paige, it was the girls. It was oh, they, they were rushing that whole. Mike said we're rushing it. Something I think. Like the, or Paige or someone said that, but but Paige wanted to get into it quicker. Right. Yeah, I think that's what it something was. like that. But I feel you. And that got really ugly. I love that our chat saying never go full page. Never go full page. <laughs> what do you mean? Like at what Charlie's doing? Like oh, never man. go full page. If Mike oh. was get, if Mike got super emotional over Madison, never go full page, Mike. Yeah, you barely know this girl. Don't go full page. Don't go full page. Um, that's our show. Yeah. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in uh, mm-hmm. again. If you have not afterbuzztv.com and check out youtube.com slash afterbuzztv and subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes and leave us a review. We're not getting enough reviews. You guys need to leave us more reviews. <laughs> and um, also you should check out the Popcorn Talk Network. It's one of our networks I run here and we're doing some cool stuff there. New shows coming that I'm developing that are going to be really awesome. So go ahead and check those out. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank Sure. You're going to be here next week. Yes. After that, I'm not sure, but I'm trying to make it for the rest of the season. So yeah, you got three weeks. If you can do out. three yeah. more weeks, you're good. I'm good. You're <laughs> Grace, man, I'm Graceland there. good. And, of course, as always, thank you for joining me, if not ten minutes late. Of course. Um, <laughs> Calling you out on air. It's okay. It, shut up. <laughs> um, you can all follow me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie, on Instagram at the Stephanie Georgie. And Megan, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you, guys. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, all at Megan Stecker. And you guys can tweet me throughout the week at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. And uh, I just absolutely love that everyone in the chat is saying hashtag don't go full page. <laughs> I really hope awesome. that we can get this tweeted everybody. Also, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button right now. It only takes a second. Helps us out. Have a great night, guys. We'll see you next week for Season 3, Episode 11. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Don't go full page. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 